If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. your very own skin specialized naturopath. I am here to help you on your skin journey using simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you get the skin you want from within. Health can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. So let's figure out what's going on below the surface. Hello, my good friends, and welcome to today's episode of Skin From Within. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how you can completely heal your eczema from the inside out using only a few key strategies. So sit back, have a pen handy in case you want to jot some things down, and let's get into it. If I could tell you your eczema could be gone in as little as one month, would you believe me? What if I said you can put away the steroid creams for good? Yep, that's right. No more thinning skin, no more flare-ups, and truth be told, it's all pretty simple. So right now, I'm sure you're saying, Chloe, just tell me, how do I fix my eczema? But that would be cheating. What we really need to do is dig deep, learn what eczema is, and truly understand what it's doing, why it's doing it, so that we can find out what the root cause is. If we don't fix the root cause, we're never going to fix the problem. Before we fix the problem, we need to know what is causing it in the first place. And the truth is in the pudding. Well, at least where the pudding goes. So let's get started with what is eczema. Eczema is a common skin condition characterized by inflamed, dry, red, and itchy skin. If you've had it, or if you've got it, you know what it is. Naturopathically, we tend to think of this as your skin barrier malfunctioning. Most of us will look at eczema and think, yeah, it's topical, it's on the surface level, so let's just treat the skin. Hence why a lot of the time we'll just go for the topical steroid cream or any other kind of natural healing thick balm. And there is a place for those definitely, but it's not fixing the root cause of the problem. And we really need to dive deep into the internal stuff first whilst treating the outside if you still want to be doing that to make sure that we're getting long lasting results. Luckily for you listening right now, it's pretty easy to treat your eczema naturally. Results can be quick. But as long as we look at our body and trust our body's innate ability to heal itself, then we're going to get there. The body is a pretty interesting thing and you wouldn't believe half the stuff it's capable of. So the key point here is we really need to trust our body. If you're getting eczema, it's red, it's inflamed, it's coming, it's something coming out of your body. It's a sign that something internally is not quite right. And it's an immune response from inside your body that's causing this eczema. So why is it being caused? 
Before we can find out what is actually causing your eczema, we need to understand what our skin is. What makes up our skin? Generally, there are three layers of epithelial cells that we kind of need to know about. The epidermis is the layer that you see every day, the layer that you put your skincare on, the layer that you wash your makeup off. That is our epidermis. And the main point of our epidermis is to provide a waterproof barrier so it protects your entire body from the outside and it creates our skin tone. The dermis is the next layer down and it contains our tough connective tissues, hair follicles and sweat glands. And this is normally where skin conditions start to develop within the dermis. The subcutaneous layer or the hypodermis is the third layer. So if we've got the epidermis, the dermis and now the subcutaneous. So the subcutaneous, if you can imagine, looks a little bit like a sponge and it's made up of fat and connective tissue. And it is more of like a protectant than anything. It's protecting the inner organs of your body. In those of you that are suffering from eczema, the skin layer that is involved in locking in the oils and sweat becomes somewhat defective. So that's the dermis and the epidermis. So within your dermis, you're producing those oils and that sweat. And the epidermis is what has to lock those layers in. So there's a bit of a defect happening between those two layers. Because of this, the skin begins to dry out. And when your skin dries out, it gets itchy. And like most normal people, when your skin's itchy, you scratch at it. And if you've ever had eczema before, which I'm assuming you have if you're listening to this, that scratch is wild. All you want to do is scratch, scratch, scratch. Now, as much as we try to resist this, we do it anyway. And therein lies the problem because when we scratch the skin, bacteria goes into overload and bacteria starts to get into little spaces that it wouldn't normally. And then the skin starts to react by causing some inflammation and some redness to fight against this bacterial invasion that's happening. Now, many of you I know will totally understand what suffering from eczema is like. It's a vicious, vicious cycle of steroid creams to reduce the eczema. Stop using the steroid cream because the eczema's gone away. Lo and behold, comes right up again when you least expect it. And then the only thing that starts to work again is the steroid cream. It's not really a solution that we want to kind of go towards forever. Steroid creams do start to thin the skin. That's why when you get them from the doctor, they only recommend that you use them for a certain amount of time and then you stop. It's a bit of like a pulse scenario. But as you know, using the steroid cream, yes, it works, but only for a matter of time. And it doesn't really address the root cause. So we need to find out what truly is causing your eczema. So say it with me, find the root cause. So what could be a potential root cause? Firstly, we need to look at your immune system. Balancing your immune system is a key treatment protocol in treating eczema. Our immune system links with our gut health as 80% of our immune system is found within our gut lining. So for our immune system to be completely in balance and stable, or as we like to call it within homeostasis, we need to make sure that our gut is okay as well. If you think about it, your gut is one of the only major organs in your body that is exposed to external stimuli. So food, pathogens, toxic substances, stuff like that. Immune responses to allergens, especially those that are food related, are mounted within the gut. And when you have an allergic response inside your gut, 
this can interrupt the integrity of your gut mucosa. Now, your gut mucosa is the lining that is responsible for drawing nutrients from your food into your body. So in turn, the less nutrients that we're absorbing through our food is going to have a flow on effect to our immunity as well, because our immune system requires certain nutrients to work appropriately. So this whole point of a decreased immunity due to lack of nutrients because of potential food allergies leads us on to the next point of food sensitivities and intolerances. So everyone is different with foods. Everyone has different reactions to foods and they're often hard to diagnose. But that being said, there are common foods that seem to flare up those suffering from eczema. The first thing that we want to start with is removing these foods from the diet during this treatment phase that we'll get into a little bit later on, just so that we know that there's no extra damage happening to any of our gut cells whilst we implement the strategies that we'll talk about a bit later. For some people, you may be able to remove these foods for, say, four to six weeks and you'll see results and then you can slowly reintroduce them and you won't have any flare-ups. Other people could be highly sensitive to these foods and it may just mean that you will have to remove them for a longer period of time or just generally avoid them for the rest of your life. I know that sounds a bit bleak, but to be honest, if you had to choose between cheese and eczema, what would you choose? Probably a bad example. Okay, so what are the foods? The main foods that we see popping up all the time for eczema and a potential intolerance is dairy, gluten, and eggs. Now, I'm not saying that all of these foods are going to be causing a sensitivity with you, but it's important to kind of check in with your body and understand how these foods are affecting you. So this afternoon, tomorrow morning, whenever you want to do it, just have a little look at how these foods are affecting you if you currently have them in your diet. An easy way to do this is to just do a really simple food diary. So if you eat some dairy, the most common dairy that causes inflammation is cow's dairy. It's the A1 casein protein that causes inflammation. So you may find that if you eat sheep or goat's dairy, you don't really react as much. But yes, basically have some dairy, write down how you feel after eating it, monitor how you feel a few hours later, what kind of symptoms are popping up. Did you get bloated? Did you feel queasy on the stomach? Did your skin start to itch when you had this? It's really important that you kind of tune into your body and understand what's going on when you eat these things to truly understand if they are causing the reaction. So to recap on that, it's dairy, most commonly cow's dairy, gluten, and eggs. As a very, very bare minimum, you could try removing these three things from your diet for six weeks and see what happens with your skin. You may find that your skin completely clears up, but you can always benefit from a few extra add-ons that are just going to help further heal your gut, heal your skin. But you can definitely still benefit from the other add-ons that we're going to talk about to help heal your gut and heal your skin. Okay, so after you've removed these foods from your diet, the absolute minimum you want to remove them for is four weeks, but ideally you want to go to eight weeks. Once you get to that point of four or eight weeks or wherever you've start to see or whenever your eczema has healed up, you can slowly reintroduce them back into your diet. 
And by slowly, I mean, do not have them all in one go, have them bit by bit, one meal a day, a little bit here and there. Because if you think about it, your body hasn't had to digest these proteins for quite a while and you just need to be gentle reintroducing them. That way too, you can also monitor your symptoms. If you eat one of these and you start to get that dreaded tingle on the skin, it's probably a no-no. Okay, so our next point is nutrient deficiencies. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the decreased immunity, the poor gut health, because if our gut health is poor, our gut lining is not working as well as it should be, we're not absorbing as many nutrients as we want to, then we're going to have some deficiencies. And with these deficiencies, there's definitely some key nutrients that our skin needs and craves for optimal cell turnover, for plumpness, moisture, that our skin craves for cell regeneration, collagen production, keeping our skin looking moist and supple. These nutrients are used to rebuild and repair our skin. So if we don't have them, then that job's not happening as effectively as it should be. So in this section, we'll talk about these nutrients. And these are nutrients too that if your eczema is bad, if you've had it for quite a while, they're probably something that you're going to want to supplement for about three months. Okay, so the first nutrient is zinc. So zinc reduces cytokine release and improves T-cell function, which suggests that it potentially modulates your immune system. Now, that's a pretty heavy sentence, but in layman's term, it basically means that zinc helps your immunity. There's been tons of research into this. Taking zinc when you have the common cold can even decrease the length of your cold. So zinc is an all-round good nutrient when it comes to our immune system. It also helps maintain the integrity of collagen and kills topical skin bacteria by opening pores and dialing down keratin production. Zinc has also shown to be anti-inflammatory and useful in times of high stress as it is essential for the healthy functioning of the hippocampus. So all in all, zinc is required for so many body processes. And if we're not absorbing it through our food, then we're definitely going to see some side effects. Now, to truly know if you are low in zinc, if you have eczema, chances are you need some zinc. But if you want to know exactly where your zinc levels are sitting, the best way to know is to get a blood test. So if you hop off to the doctor, get a serum zinc blood test and see where your zinc is sitting. It is quite hard to get these tests from the doctor, so there are other ways for us to know if we're low in zinc. A key one is on our fingernails. If you see that you've got those white dots on your fingernails, your fingernails are looking quite brittle, not very strong, chances are you have zinc deficiency. Other symptoms are poor vision, diarrhea, lack of appetite, the inability to smell or taste. So basically you lose your sense of smell and your sense of taste. That's in more extreme deficiencies, but maybe that's where you are. But like I said, if you have eczema, you are more than likely deficient in zinc. So in that case, what do I recommend you do? As a very basic starting point, I would recommend almost everyone with eczema take some zinc. The best forms of zinc are zinc citrate and zinc picolinate. 
and you want to be having between 40 to 50 milligrams a day. Now, zinc can make you feel quite nauseous if you take it on an empty stomach. So you always need to make sure that you are having you are having food before you take your zinc. And if you find even then that you're still feeling a little bit sick, have it in divided doses. So a lot of the time you won't actually find a zinc tablet that is 50 milligrams. It will more likely be 25 milligrams. So you're meant to take two of those at the same time. If that is the case and you're still feeling ill, just take one in the morning and one at night. All right, so moving on to our next nutrient, and that is omega-3s. So omega-3s are essential fatty acids, and they are essential in the fact that we cannot produce them ourselves. We have to consume them. So essential fatty acids are anti-inflammatory, which means they bring down inflammation. And if we think about what's happening with our eczema, it's inflammation of the skin. So they work by altering the levels of arachidonic acid and pro-inflammatory cytokines. With our omega-3s, you may have to supplement them, but you can also get them in through your diet pretty easily. Foods that are higher in omega-3s are seafoods, things like cold-pressed extra virgin olive oil, chia seeds, and walnuts. So if you're really upping your intake of oily fish, making sure that you're putting cold-pressed olive oil on everything you eat, having chia seeds in your smoothies, having a snack of walnuts every day, then your omegas are going to come up. If that's too hard for you, then you're going to want to have a supplement. All right, so how do you know if you're deficient in omega-3s? Most commonly, you're going to find that your skin texture overall is dry and flaky. So if you have a shower, you get out and your skin is just dry and gross, chances are you're deficient. Even having dry lips, having dry eyes. An easy, a good way to think of omega-3s is that they're kind of like your moisturizer from the inside. So if you have enough of them, your skin is going to be moisturized, it's going to be supple. Your eyes are going to have enough moisture in them. Your lips aren't going to be chapped. Your mouth and your throat aren't going to feel dry. Another sign is uh, brittle, dull or peeling nails. So always really look at your fingernails for a sense of how your nutrient levels are. If your nails are soft and flimsy, if they're dry, if they're peeling off, then there's not enough moisture there and you're going to need some essential fatty acids. Another big one is dry, brittle hair and dandruff. So dandruff can be really common with people with eczema. If you suffer from dandruff, you've got a dry scalp. Like I said, you need that moisture from the inside out. So how do we supplement omega-3s? With omega-3s, it's important to know that not all supplements are created equal. A lot of the time you'll go to your local supermarket and you'll see the big, huge jar of fish oil tablets on the end of the aisle. They're half price and you think, amazing, I'm going to buy these. Look how many there are. I know I've got to take six of them anyway a day. But you really need to start reading the labels on the back of these bottles because even though they appear to be cheaper, the dosage may be smaller, which means you need to take way more of them so they're not actually better value for money. Another thing, if you have some fish oils already in your cupboard, another thing that you can do to check the quality of them is to just bite into them. I know that sounds really gross, but if you just put it in your mouth and just pierce it so you get a bit of the oil in your mouth, you shouldn't be able to taste anything. A lot of the time, these products are sitting on the shelf for such a long time. 
If they're not in a dark bottle, then they can be exposed to sunlight, which oxidizes them. And if you've ever tasted rancid oil before, you'll know that it's pretty, pretty gross. So give your fish oil a little chew and see if you can taste anything. If there is like that rancid oil flavor there, then chances are that's oxidized and it's not really going to be helping you out too much. So how much do you actually have to take? This is an interesting one and a lot of the time people are not taking enough fish oil tablets. When you look at the back of a fish oil bottle, there'll be two different readings. There'll be DHA and EPA. So what you want to be having daily is something that is equivalent to 720 milligrams of DHA and 1,080 milligrams of EPA. So that's quite a lot. And with some brands, that means that you have to be taking like six fish oils a day in divided doses. So a lot of the time you'll be having two in the morning, two at lunch, two at dinner. And it can be hard to do unless you're really connecting to this one. It's really meeting you from a symptom profile. Go ahead and have the fish oils, but you could also do a a less of a dose of fish oils and just make sure that you're really optimizing those other things in your diet as well. All right, the next nutrient is not as commonly needed as the other two, but I would say for this one, it's more needed for people who are vegan. I see this a lot of the time. We go through this whole treatment protocol for their eczema and then it's not until we start supplementing with this particular vitamin because they are vegan, that we start seeing results. And that vitamin is vitamin A. So vitamin A supports systemic immunity. So it's helping with your immune system again, but it is also responsible for epithelial cell differentiation and collagen synthesis. So basically what that means is vitamin A plays a key role in replicating new skin cells. And that's what we want is new healthy skin cells. So vitamin A You'll find this in foods that have an orange pigment. So what happens with the orange pigment? It's called beta carotene. That is later broken down into vitamin A within the body. So think of things like pumpkin, sweet potatoes, carrots, anything that has that really orange pigment, that's what you're going to want to gravitate towards. So how do you know if you're vitamin A deficient? Even though I said this was more likely for those of you that are vegan and suffering from eczema, You may also suffer from a vitamin A deficiency without being vegan. So just pay attention to these symptoms and see if they fit you. Common symptoms are dry eyes. So that feeling of like sandpaper eyes, can't get enough moisture within your eyes, always rubbing them, itchy, sore. Dry skin as well. So similar to Amiga's, we've got that same dry skin feeling, but the dry eyes is really, really key to vitamin A deficiencies. Another interesting symptom, and this is where that old tale of eating carrots for your eyesight comes from, is night blindness. So a vitamin A deficiency basically means that when it's dark, your eyes don't adjust that well and you can't see very well in the dark. So it makes sense that they say to eat carrots in this tale because carrots are orange, they have beta carotene in them, beta carotene converts to vitamin A in the body, and vitamin A helps with night blindness. Other symptoms, because it has such a huge role in immunity, having constant recurrent throat and chest infections. Also, if you've got acne that couples with your eczema. Another one that's quite interesting is wound healing. So the easiest way to kind of see how your wounds are healing, I normally get people to look at how quickly their pimples will heal. So if you have a pimple that comes to a head and you pop it, even though you shouldn't, but we all do, 
see how quickly that takes to heal. If it takes a really long time, then you're likely to be vitamin A deficient. But really the key one here is the dry eyes and the night blindness. So if that sounds like you, then vitamin A may be the way to go. So how do you supplement vitamin A? When you're looking for a supplement, you're going to want 5,000 international units. So that's looking at the back. You want 5,000 capital I, capital U, and you'll want to have that once a day. If it's two and a half thousand international units, just up the dose to two a day. One caution with vitamin A is too much can be toxic. It's not a case of having more is going to heal you more quickly. Just make sure you stick to that 5,000 international units daily. You're going to want to supplement with this for about three months or until you start to see results and you start to see a decrease in the symptoms that you're experiencing. Okay, so those are the three main nutrients. We've got zinc, we've got omega-3s, and we've got vitamin A. I don't want you to go out and buy a supplement for every single one. I want you to pick one of the three. Listen to them again and find out which symptom profile fits you best. What resonates with you? What resonates with how you're feeling? And pick that nutrient, buy that supplement, and supplement with that. If you choose all three, you're not going to know what's working and you may end up taking supplements for no reason. So let's just stick to one, keep it simple. All right, so we've talked about our food triggers, we've talked about our nutrient deficiencies, and now we're going to talk about our guts. An inflamed gut and decreased digestive function could be the cause of your eczema. Having an inflamed gut can wreak havoc on our bodies. In our guts is where we break down our food and we absorb our nutrients. If the lining is inflamed, then this impairs our body's ability to reap all the rewards from the good foods that we're eating. If you're going out every single week and you're spending hundreds of dollars on good organic produce, if your gut isn't right, then you're not absorbing the nutrients from that food and it could just be a huge waste. So we need to make sure that the gut is functioning properly as well. Ideally, what we want to do is increase the digestive function and decrease inflammation. This is going to help us absorb key nutrients that's required for skin health, required to heal eczema, and to be honest, required for so many bodily processes. When we have the right nutrients in our body, we feel great. So how do you know if your gut is the problem? Do you suffer from constipation? Do you suffer from a diarrhea? Do you get bloated after eating a meal? Do you have excessive gas? Does it smell? How often are you going to the toilet? Do you get reflux after you eat? Do you get abdominal pain after eating? These are all symptoms that show that something in the gut isn't quite right. Ideally, we want to eat a meal. We want to feel fine after eating the meal. Yes, we may have a little bit of abdominal distension. That's normal. We put food in our body. But we don't want to feel bloated. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. And we don't want to be in pain. Another thing to look out for is your stool. How often are you going to the toilet? Ideally, we want to be going once to two times a day. And we want that to look like a banana or a sausage. We don't want it to be water. We don't want it to be fluffy. We don't want it to be rock hard pellets that are hard to pass. If that is ringing true to you, then most likely your gut is at play. So to keep things really, really simple, we're just going to start with our gut bacteria. Our gut bacteria are commensal organisms, which means they live inside of us. They benefit from us. 
We benefit from them, but we don't cause each other harm. Their main role is to break down insoluble fibers that our bodies cannot digest themselves. When you feed your gut bacteria good food, they proliferate and they help break down your food and they help you absorb nutrients and they keep your gut nice and healthy. But how do we feed our gut bacteria? In order to have good bacteria, we need to feed them prebiotics. And the easiest way to do this is to ensure that we are having six serves of vegetables and two serves of fruit daily. So if you're not eating any veggies at the moment and you've got eczema, it's time to get them in. Ideally, you want to be eating the rainbow in this situation as well. So don't just have broccoli, have broccoli, have capsicum, have cucumber and have some beans. Make sure that you are having all different types of vegetables every single day. In terms of supplementing for our guts, there is one key bacteria that we need to have that is specific for eczema. And this is Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. If there's one thing you take away from this podcast, it's that you need to be supplementing with this if you have eczema. So I'll say it again, it's Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG. Sometimes it is referred to as LGG as well. So this bacteria has been very well researched. It's readily available to purchase now in a supplement. So when looking for it, it's pretty easy to find it as a single. You just want to be reading the back of that bottle again, looking for Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG or LGG, and you want it to be 10 billion colony forming units. If you have chronic eczema, it's been around for more than six months, it's super red, super inflamed, then you want to be having two of these a day. Split that dose, so have one in the morning and have one at night with food. If your eczema is not as bad, then just have one daily. If you find that's not enough and you're not getting any change, then up it to two. Okay, so we've covered that we need to remove our trigger food for six to eight weeks. We've covered nutrient deficiencies, zinc, omega-3, vitamin A. We've talked about the signs and symptoms, how to recognize a deficiency and how to supplement if you need to supplement that specific nutrients. And we've talked about the key ways to help heal your gut and to help repopulate the LGG bacteria in your gut as well. So when are you going to see results? The key word here is patience. Skin is such a slow burn. It takes 28 days for our skin cells to regenerate. So you're not going to see miraculous results within a week. If you've got everything right, you've identified all your triggers, you've got the right nutrient going in and you're taking the LGG, you'll start to see results within a month. It's important that you keep on with this protocol for three months, maybe four, just to really make sure that you've replenished all your levels and that you're feeling good and your eczema is under control. Now, whilst we are doing all this beautiful work on the inside, we still need to be looking at topical treatments. This is case-by-case dependent, but if you find that your eczema makes you self-conscious and you need to be treating it with steroid creams because it brings down your confidence when you're in public, then that is fine. You're doing some great work internally, You can keep using your steroid cream in the meantime to keep it at bay. Some other great options that are a little bit more natural include Moogoo's eczema and psoriasis cream. This one's great. It's got gochu cola, chamomile, licorice, 
great herbs for helping heal the skin and decreasing itch. The licorice in there is also super important because it's a topical corticosteroid. So it acts in the same way that your steroid cream will. It may be less effective. It may take a little bit longer, but it's not going to really thin your skin out like your steroid cream does. Another great product is Walita's Skin Food. This is just a really thick, moisturizing, oil-based cream that's just going to serve as a nice protective barrier on your skin whilst you do all that internal healing. It's important that you keep your skin moisturized, you keep the oils in there because it just helps with that turnover and with healing and later on down the track scarring. So there you have it. You now have all the tools you need to go out there and heal your eczema for good. If you weren't able to write down everything that I talked about, don't worry. We have a blog post on our website that covers everything we spoke about today. You can find it at thegoodhealthco.com.au. Just click on the journal tab and scroll down to the eczema article. I'll pop the link and anything else I talked about in the show notes so that you can be fully prepared to help heal your eczema. If you're here for the long haul, please subscribe to this podcast, give it a review and share it with your friends. The more people that we can access, the more people we can help. We want you to feel confident, inspired and empowered to heal your skin from within. So until next time, as always, remember the good skin starts from within. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.